What's up? It's Granger Smith. This is episode 12. I'm in Delaware. And I'm about to play a show here in about 30 minutes. But I thought, hey, I'm going to go ahead and start this episode 12 because I need to. And I'm going to finish it up this week in Virginia and South Carolina. So many things to say. Where do I start? This has been a wild summer. I know I say that all the time, but we just finished doing The Bachelorette, Jimmy Kimmel, got back from Canada, heading to Australia. It's crazy. I just met someone in a meet and greet line, and maybe the reason I'm doing this podcast now is because of this, but I met this girl and she brought me a amazing gift. She made me a pickle jar, which symbolizes the old days of when I used to use pickle jars as tip jars on the stage. So this unique pickle jar that she made me has a collage all over it with all the different stories that I've said on these podcasts in the past, which is amazing. I mean, she included everything. Her name is Brittany Baltzer, and she put a note inside the pickle jar. And it says, after listening to your podcast, I felt a deeper connection with your music because I understand the work that it took to get you to where you are today. Thank you, Brittany. I hope that you know by your words that you wrote to me, this is exactly why I started this podcast, to get a better connection with the fans. That is awesome. People have been asking me to continue the story that I started a couple of episodes ago. It was the timeline of my career when I was working on my Don't Listen to the Radio album. That was an important time for me, uh, most importantly, because that's when I met my wife, Amber. It was actually for the music video of that song, Don't Listen to the Radio. So yes, one of the things I want to talk about today is that story. It's, it's a huge part of who I am. I also want to talk about something that has been so fun for me to work on this last 10, 12 months, and that is this brand new Earl Dibbles Jr. book. It's called If Your City, If Your Country. Did you know I was working on that? Because I've kept it a secret. And this thing is finally ready to launch. And uh, depending on when you hear this podcast, hey, maybe it's already out there. I want to talk about that. And I also want to remind you that on every one of these podcasts, if you need me to answer a question, if you have some kind of burning question you want me to answer, go to social media, hashtag Granger Smith Podcast, ask your question. I could search for them and I could start to answer. Here's one right here. This is from Twitter from Tracy Heffernan, and it says, I wonder how many songs do you write that we don't ever get to hear? That's a great question. And right after that, there's one from Kara and Jesse on Twitter. It says, was We Got It among the songs not chosen for the album When the Good Guys Win? If so, why? And will fans ever get to hear the songs that didn't make the cut? Now, those two questions are very similar, and they deserve a good answer. Cotton field pasture, square bales in a barn with a tractor, ten point buck rolling dove on a wire, mud on the tires, Friday night fires. Man, if you're looking for some home cooking, here's some chicken, slide a chair up in the kitchen, mama get to you all the fixings. We got it, we got it all. Yeah, we got it, we got it all. We're at our tip in a fit. Picking a guitar, just watching the stars fall. Yeah, we got it, we got it all. So the real answer on why do some songs make the cut on an album and others don't is there's too many songs. By the way, sorry, I, I finished the show in Delaware. I'm sitting on the back of my bus, and now the engine is running, so there might be a rumble. 
But yeah, that's the answer. There's too many songs that, I, that I've written. And when I put an album together, I, I can't put 32 songs on an album. And it, it doesn't really have to do with the best songs win. Unfortunately, it's usually every album needs certain moments. It needs to be a roller coaster. And you can't have too many of the same kind of songs. Now, all of, all of this is just my opinion. But unfortunately, then you get a bunch of songs that are left over that didn't make the album. And, and then I have to figure out, what am I going to do with them? Now, one idea is I could tease some of them right here on this podcast. In fact, do you want me to play you a song I wrote that I love that actually did not make When the Good Guys Win? Now, that doesn't mean that it's not going to come out in the world one day, but I just don't know how yet. This one's called I'm a Fan. a three on the tree, two-tone Chevrolet. I'm a fan of a Friday night right after I get paid. I'm a fan of Wrangler jeans and scuffed up red wing boots, just like I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of a barbershop and broken feet store caps. Rolling round with the wind is down and the smell of fresh cut grass. I'm a fan of a rocking chair, Sunday afternoon, just like I'm a fan of holding you tight all night, urge you setting my heart on fire. Every touch taking me higher. Whoa, you're a star of my rock show. I'm lighting it in that front row. Yeah, I'm playing again. Don't want to take it. Loving everything you do, I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of you. If you have comments, questions about this podcast, go to social media, hashtag Granger Smith Podcast. All right, this is an announcement I've been waiting to make for a long time. I have a brand new book out. Well, technically, Earl Dibbles Jr. has a brand new book out. It's called If Your City, If Your Country. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is a coffee table book with many pictures of a cartoon version of Earl acting out these scenarios so that you, if you are in doubt, can tell the difference. Are you city or are you country? You know what? Let me let Earl explain a few of these pages for you. Fast food. If you're city, fast food is perfect if you're in a big hurry to eat. If you're country, fast food is not perfect if you're in a big hurry to eat. Avoid deer and stick with slower foods like turtles. Browsing the web. If you're city, you can browse the web for all sorts of things. Shopping, games, sports, dating. If you're country, you can browse the web for all sorts of things. Flies, moths, june bugs, grasshoppers. Apartment. If you're city, an apartment is one of the only places you can live. There's no houses in the city. If you're country, sometimes chewing tobacco is better mixed together. A part wintergreen and a part mint. 401k. If you're city and you need a retirement plan, get a 401k. If you're country and you need directions to the field party, go about mile past the creek, cross the cattle guard, then turn left on County Road 401, okay? 
All right, so you get the idea of how these jokes are going to go. And we had an absolute blast making this thing. And I'm really proud of it. You could pre-order it right now on Amazon.com, or you could order it on Amazon, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Now, the book's going to come with a CD inside it that has all of Earl Dibbles Jr.'s music on it. I hope that you guys grab a copy, and I hope it makes you smile. Don't tread on me, no. So I've moved now since I've done this podcast. I'm in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and uh, I've been writing all day. I have some buddies on the road writing some songs, and I just finished the show, and I'm not tired at all. So I figured, why not do this podcast until I get too sleepy? This has been a fun day. I I woke up early, and uh, I went with the local radio station. We went and toured Fredericksburg a little bit because it's a very historic town, and I'm also a huge history buff. Did you know that? I love all kinds of history. That was my major in, at Texas A&M. And I love the Civil War. And there is a lot of Civil War history in this town. So I went and saw some battlefields for about an hour and a half before I came back to this venue. And by the way, great fans in Virginia. You guys represent Yee Yee Nation so well. I love seeing all that Yee Yee apparel, hats, and t-shirts. It makes me feel welcome. You know, speaking of history, I want to talk about my history a little bit. And as I've said before, the the whole purpose of this podcast for me is for a a more personal relationship with the fans. Because you hear me on Instagram and and Twitter and Facebook, and this is the time you could hear the whole story from me, right? Just me, by myself, back of my bus, telling you the complete picture. So a few episodes ago, I left off with my story about 2008-9. My brother Tyler uh, becomes my manager. And uh, I'm making an album called Don't Listen to the Radio. And I should lead into where that title came from, where that album came from. And that, by the way, is a huge album for me. It really took me from one level to the next and put me on the map in Texas country music. It was about this time I was writing songs and someone had told me, they said, you know, what the big guys do in Nashville is they go and they listen to a bunch of songs from a publisher. They'll play you, you know, some of their best songs, some of the songs that they think are good for you. And uh, you could take one of them and you could record it for your album. And I thought, "Eh, that sounds pretty cool. I've never done anything like that. So I flew to Nashville. I set up this meeting with a publisher and uh, they didn't know who I was, but they they were they were doing their job and they were they were great playing me some songs. And when I left, he gave me a CD to take home with me so that I can go home and kind of soak in some of these songs and see if I liked any for myself. And I remember going home and I was driving around in my truck and I was listening to this CD and there was so many songs about breaking up with a girl and and how depressed the guy was. And I remember thinking right then a thought popped in my head, man, don't listen to the radio if you got your heart broke because it always knows exactly what to play. And right then and there, through all of those songs that I had listened to, I didn't take any of them, but they inspired the title track to my next album. like to drive fast, don't listen to the state trooper. 
If you like to drink slow, don't listen to the bartender. If you don't like the cold hard truth, don't listen to the six o'clock news. Yeah, I've got a thing or two I've learned. And don't listen to the radio if you got your heart broke. Cause it always knows exactly what to play You're bound to hear a love song Reminding you she's gone Cause you did her wrong and drove her away So do all you do to get her out of your head, you know But wherever you go, don't listen to the radio so this is another album that I made right out of my house in College Station, Texas with my band. And by now, this is my second album to record myself. And so I was getting a little bit better, but I also really love to do it, to produce these things out of my house. All of these songs were written by myself, except for one co-write, and that was with, ironically, Chris Lee, who's now my tour manager. And back then, he was just a friend of mine. We did it over Skype. It was a song called Long Way Home. A lot of these songs I, I look at today, and, and I wish that more people knew them. And the reason that we don't get to play a lot of these songs live is, is very simple. People say, why don't you play some of your older songs? Man, the, the answer is simple. I love performing. I love entertaining. I love connecting with a crowd. And sometimes if I play these older songs, let's face it, most of the time, if I pull out one of these older songs, there might be one or two people that know it in the crowd. But then there's thousands of people that don't, and they're staring at me like I'm a fish in a bowl. And it's just not fun. I wish I was hipster enough and artistic enough to say, man, I don't care what nobody thinks. I'm going to play what I want to play. But the reality is I want to play what everyone likes me to play because then I'm having more fun, and everybody's having more fun. There's more energy. That's the long story, but there's, I'm looking at this list right now. Don't listen to the radio. Pacific, five more minutes. Superstitious, 17. Cherry Lipstick, I Almost Am. Turn It On, Dirty Dishes. Long Way Home, Gypsy Rain, November Never Came. This Little House, Unsent Letters. These are, these are some of my, my favorite songs that I've ever written. And uh, who knows? Maybe one day one of these will get popular again, and I'll start playing it in my normal show. I'm just a blue-jean, bedwing kind of guy. Getting better and barely getting by Just a good old boy, I don't know why She hangs around with me I don't have much that I can give But so much life I've yet to live That takes the miracle she is To understand She takes me by the hand And loves me for the man I almost am Hey, I know some of you are, are mad at what I just said, aren't you? That, that riled you up a little bit because you thought to yourself, man, I don't care about all those other people. Granger, I want you to play some older songs. How about this? How about we continue this conversation? How about one of these days I do a throwback concert and I'll pick a city right in the middle of America and me and the band will learn all these old songs, put them all together, and then we'll make a big Yee Nation throwback concert. Sound good? I think that'd be pretty cool. 
So when we had to start thinking about how we we're going to launch this album, the first thing we had to do was pick the first single because we were going to pick a first single and we we're going to launch that to Texas radio first. And the album wasn't even finished yet, but I knew that Don't Listen to the Radio would be a great lead single to this album. I had never done a music video before. And I thought, you know, it'd be really cool if we did a music video and launched that and, and got the single cooking a little bit. I'll finish the album, and then we'll put that thing out there. Now, my keyboard player, Eric Barrera, at the time, his brother, Andrew Barrera, was a videographer, a really good one. He had never done a music video. I hadn't either. But we came together, and, and we had this plan, like, hey, we could do this. We could film our own music video. Now, looking back now, we were totally amateurs. We barely even had an idea. We just we knew of this old warehouse in Waco, Texas. <laughs> and we decided to... Sorry. We decided to break into this place, okay? And it was it was a beautiful old warehouse that had all these really cool uh, foggy windows where light came in and it looked real misty and and mysterious. And so we thought, okay, we could we could film part of the performance there. We could film part of the performance up on the uh, up on this mountain overlooking the 360 bridge in Austin, Texas. And then we could go to my ex-keyboard player and one of the godfathers of my band, Mitch Connell, we can go to his house because he has a baller house in Killeen, Texas. And we'll film the little story side and me playing on his grand piano, which he had this sweet baby grand piano in his house. We'll film that. The only thing missing in the scenario is my love interest. So I, we got to get a girl and she'll be my girlfriend and we'll act out this fight scene where we break up and then we'll have these looking back on on a memory scenes of us when we're actually in love and that'll create the story of don't listen to the radio we just didn't have a girl so if if you're an amateur at making a music video and you need a girl for your for your love interest what do you do Yes, you go to Craigslist. That's exactly what we did. We put out an ad in Craigslist, the creepiest thing in the world, and it said, country singer looking for a love interest girlfriend for music video. And we had them <laughs> submit pictures and, and a little bio about themselves. And then it, it's creepy as hell, I know, but we, we had them meet at a hotel in the conference room of a hotel in Austin, Texas. And we had, I'm trying to remember, I think it was like probably 15 girls. And of course, as you can imagine, there was a handful of girls that we knew right away would not, wouldn't make sense with me on camera. And you really have no idea, according to Andrew, you have no idea what they're going to look like in the music video till you get them on a real camera. So that's why you had to meet them. We couldn't just go by the picture. We had to meet them, so we, we brought them in there, and we set up a, a little desk, you know, like we were really official, and we were the most hack amateurs in the world. We would meet, and we were filming the whole thing. We did this all day, and I just had, the whole time, I had a bad feeling about it. Not because the girls were bad, I just, I never really felt like any of those girls would be my girlfriend. And I realize now that's that's the wrong way to approach this whole thing. That's, that's not the right way to do it. I mean, it's, it doesn't have to really be my girlfriend. It just needs to look believable enough on the music video. But needless to say, I went home that night and I was 
a little frustrated that I didn't feel like we had what we needed for my very first music video. And I'm sitting at home and kind of cruising on Facebook. And I see this face pop up on the, on the little tab that says, People You May Know. And it was this beautiful, blonde-headed girl, blue eyes. And my first thought was, that girl would be perfect for this video. For a swing at your mama's house And a little stream up in the mountains A shotgun seat and a ocean breeze There's a Ferris wheel just spinning round A midnight moonlight shining down A red sunset in a cotton dress You're in it every single good time When I press rewind in my mind Yeah, I find You're in it every thought of what could be All I see This podcast is brought to you by Yee Yee Energy. That's the official drink of Yee Yee Nation. And as you know, this is a drink that me and my brothers made. Not some company that we collaborated with that called us and said, Hey, will you put your slap your name on our drink? No, this is a drink that me and my brothers made from scratch, from the very beginning recipe, because we really loved it. Have you heard my brand new single, You're In It? We're so excited about this song. It just hit country radio. And I got to thank you guys for, first of all, buying this thing or streaming it or watching the YouTube videos of it. I just have a brand new lyric video with my little girl, London. And as you know, all of these streams and YouTube views, they all count for making the song into a hit. So thank you for that. I hope you stream it a million times. I hope you watch the YouTube videos a million times. And by the way, we have a brand new music video for this song and... I just saw a rough cut today in Virginia. I've done a lot of music videos, and this one is different than any of them I've ever done. It's very cinematic. It's coming out very soon, and I can't wait for you to watch it. Girl, you're in it. Yeah. You're in it every single good time when I press rewind in my mind. So speaking of music videos, back to the very first one I was creating, and uh, me, the big creepster on Craigslist, I had finally found what I thought would really work on Facebook. And uh, I texted my director, Andrew, and I said, hey, 
I know we, we spent all day looking at these girls in the hotel, but scratch all that. I think I found one that could really work. And he was like, who? I was like, well, I, I haven't asked her yet, but somebody on Facebook, I think she's a friend of mine. He was frustrated, but he said, man, let me know. I go on Facebook. I send a message. This girl's name is Amber Bartlett. I said, hey, you don't know me, but I'm a country singer and I'm making a music video. Would you ever be interested in being in the video? Send, wait, wait. I think an hour, maybe two hours go by. And guess what? There's a message in my inbox. What you doing? <laughs> you in bed? No, not yet. I'm about to be. Um, I was. You want to be on my podcast? If you want me to be on your podcast. Yeah. Well. What is it? All right. So, I'm talking about how I was looking for girls for a music video, mm-hmm. and I saw you on Facebook. And I messaged you. I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was basically like, Hi, you don't know me, but will you be in my music video? Yeah. And then like an hour or two goes by, and then you messaged me back. But I don't remember what you said. No, I'm trying to remember. I wish we had those messages. Dang. Yeah. You said... I'm sure I asked the question of like what it was about or, or what I would be doing or... Yeah, and I didn't tell you that there was a kissing scene. Right. When did I tell you there was a kissing scene? Uh, I don't think you did. <laughs> I think Andrew did. I was embarrassed and nervous. I was very nervous. Uh, okay, so you agreed to do it. and Well, we... first you had to, Andrew had to interview me. That's right. That's right. That's right. I, I, uh, Andrew needed to hear... You know, because he's a director, he needed to feel some control. So he said, send me this girl you're talking about. So I sent your contact info to him, and he drove to Fort Worth. Yes. And took his camera so that we could be fair, just like we did with the other girls, and put you on camera. Right. And he he interviewed you. I think he said, I don't think this is the girl. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I saw about three seconds of the video, and I, I said, yep, that's her. It was undeniable, and then the date comes around, and you showed up with your friend. Yes. We met me and my brother, Tyler. didn't know you or where we were going, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to be murdered. Yes. So we met at Starbucks in Waco, Texas. Yep. Right off I-35, and you walked in Starbucks, and I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) That was it for you, baby. That was it. No, I'm just kidding. It was. It was. <laughs> so we, it was raining. It was raining. And we caravaned to uh, Mitch's house in Colleen from, from Waco. and Which is kind of a long drive now that I think about it. Yeah, you're probably, what hour? Yeah, you're probably thinking, where are we going? So we, we oh, show up. Was. Yeah. Show up to Mitch's house. And um, we kind of had the whole day planned out and... At that point, we didn't know, or did you know you were going to get into lingerie? Yes, because I had to 
borrow it from another friend. Yeah, so you had to brought it with me. you had to bring lingerie with you. I did. And there was a kissing scene. Great first date. <laughs> <laughs> this is like something we out of the Bachelorette. We danced. We made cookies. We kissed. We took a bath. <laughs> I forgot. <about> that. <laughs> we you were in the bathtub. Uh-huh. Um, we fought. With a colored, colored, uh, skin-colored bathing suit. A nude bra, yes. Nude bra, yes. And you can kind of see it in the video. And I had to fall into the bathtub fully clothed. Yes. And all of this, we had, that was the first day we met. Yep. And we had to kiss under the sheets. And Andrew is under the sheets with us, with the camera. So the three of us, three of us are in the bedroom in a bed under the sheets. One, two dudes, one with the camera. This sounds terrible. This sounds absolutely terrible. Yeah. God, I hope our kids don't hear this. Oh my God. But they actually, the kids love the video. Yeah. Well, well, London cried. London was about three years old. One day, and she watched it with me and started bawling, crying. And I literally had to pull over on the side of the road to console her because she was so sad because in the video, me and you are fighting. And she thought it was real, and she thought mommy and daddy are fighting. And she thought I left you and drove away. And she thought you left. I said, baby, it's just a pretend. Yeah. So... The whole point of this conversation, we've just described the video. Everyone everyone has probably seen this video, but um, what happens after the video is what all your fans, which you have a ton of fans on Instagram, all your fans are always asking you what happened after the video. Like, how the heck did yes. we get together after? So you, yes. you tell them that. Okay, have we established that I was been dating somebody for a few weeks i haven't said anything yet okay well i had been dating somebody i was currently dating somebody when the video took place and um and after the video or during the video shoot i just there was that i mean i knew that i've had feelings for you and obviously there was something there for me and i had to find out if there was something there with you too um my friend tried to tell me, no, you're, it was just acting. It was, you know, it was like a great first day. You were just acting like you were married and you'll, you'll get over it tomorrow. And I was like, no, I'm really don't, I'm, I'm not I'm really, really like I felt something. There's something there. So I messaged you. Everybody always asks, how did you ask me out? But you really didn't. Nope. It was kind of the other way around. And I messaged you and I just said, I don't remember exactly what I said. I just said, you know, I, I need to know if, if you felt something too or, or if it was just we were caught up in the moment of the day but I felt something was there something there for you too and then you shot me down I didn't shoot you down no I'm just kidding no being the gentleman and the very sweet man that you are you know you just said regardless of whether there's feelings for me or not you obviously need to break up with whoever you're dating because if you're already feeling things for somebody else, you don't need to be with that person, which was completely true. So I did. And then a whole, like a month went by and you called me when you were coming home from a show and asked if I wanted to have coffee. And then we were together ever since. Yep. And we shut down yep. Starbucks. And we set, we did shut down Starbucks. There's a theme here. Yep. With Starbucks. Starbucks and rain. That's true. 
And then you realized you came to a show and you realized I was a nobody, that I didn't have any fans. <laughs> that didn't matter to and me. For some reason, you stayed with me. You found out I was a deadbeat country singer that didn't have any fans or anything going for him. And some reason, you stayed with me. So I wasn't going after your country star. I just had feelings for you. Thank you. You tell that story way better than I did. I'm glad I called you. I did? Why did you try to tell it first? I was going to tell it, but and I've told it to radio lots of times, but you just tell it better. Well, thanks. <sighs> all right. Is that all you got? That's all I got. I guess I'll see you in, on Sunday, two days. Two wake-ups. Two wake-ups. I love you. Love you, too. After that, we were we were dating, and then we were engaged. And Amber was in many music videos. She was, she had, makes an appearance in Gypsy Rain. She's the star of I Almost Am. Uh, gosh, she's in Five More Minutes. She's in she makes an appearance in I'm Wearing Black. Uh, Country Boy Love happens like that. She's in this brand new You're In It video that we just filmed. So this has been a fun tradition for us, and and uh, our relationship with music videos is very special. And uh, I'm excited for one day our kids to look back and maybe even our grandkids to look back and, and see us young and in love and, and right there in a music video. That's pretty cool. Musically, Don't Listen to the Radio did really good on Texas Country Radio. It went to number five on the Texas Country chart. And every radio single after that on that album was top ten. And I thought I was on my way to becoming a big star. But I wasn't even close. Now, we had a little bitty fan base growing and we were cruising the highway hard in a van and trailer. And those days inspired a new album called Poets and Prisoners. I still hadn't even yee-yeed yet. And that's all another story. It happens like that. Out of the blue sky, lost in her blue eyes. Yeah, when it happens like that. Nothing to lose turns right into you. Doing all you can do just to keep her around. Till the moon goes down and you're back at your house. One thing leads to another, you loving each other when looking, you never look back. It happens like that. Y'all come find me on tour, GrangerSmith.com forward slash tour. Love you guys. We'll see you down the road.